connecting people with other people who provide goods and services. That's what marketing does. And when you have goods and services that actually create more margin in people's lives, how fun is that? Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. Welcome out to Marketing with Matt. This is the show for entrepreneurs and business owners who are looking to create more margin in their business through marketing and sales. And so Matt Decino, uh, I'm so excited that you're starting this show, but why the heck are you doing it right now? I think in the journey of growing as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and learning kind of like what are the practical things that I can implement today that are going to create more margin in my life and my business... I have really appreciated folks that documented the things that have worked for them. And I realized for a long season, I've just been a consumer, which is fine up to a point. Like when you're starting, you're growing, you kind of just need to be consuming and then maybe doing the things you're doing. Um, But now, even after meeting some, you know, milestones of significance, I look back and wish that I documented for myself um, and I think for others just to kind of continue that legacy of passing along what's working really, really well right now. And, uh, and then for myself to be able to look back and to see this kind of marked season of growth. So for right now, it's that I'm like, finally, it's sort of like I'm finally getting around to it. So if you're someone out there who struggles with publishing, this is coming as like some, a recovering uh, published phobic. Someone, I don't know if that's like having a phobia of publishing, someone who's not naturally inclined to documenting the journey. And uh, so I'm finally at that stage in my life where I'm, even finding a way to get over that fear and uh, and growing in an area that I've previously been pretty weak in and sort of avoided. So, I would love for you to define two things for your audience. So, one uh, for people listening, what does it mean to have margin, right, in the business or in their life? Um, I think sometimes we know what it is in terms of just like profit margin, but what does it mean, like, when you're considering and talking about where you are now? right? And where you want to go. I want to get a little bit of a story of that. So first, what does it mean to have margin? Really great shaping book for me was a book called Margin by Dr. Richard Swenson. And the premise is that for the sake of progress, as as life continues to grow and get better and we advance in all these areas, we have sacrificed margin. And in his words, marginless living is the root of all ailment. So he is a medical physician, a doctor, And he takes this perspective of looking at like how a lack of margin in every area in life could be kind of like traced back as the thing that is causing, it could be even like physical, emotional ailments and uh, just as a human human experience. And so if you think about it in this way of just like the advancement of time, if I, you know, a hundred years ago, even a very busy week, I'll make it easier. Let's go 200 years ago. A very busy week was maybe having like, one meeting a week, right? Because you could only set a meeting at like sunrise, high noon, or sunset. Those are the times of days. So you possibly could have three, but then you had the real, the, the real constraint of transportation. And so you might have to travel for multiple days or multiple weeks to get between people. So someone like a merchant or someone who was like doing trade or, or sort of like commerce between areas, they were the busiest ones and they maybe had three meetings a week right? So three meetings a week was, that was a busy week. There was a lot of space there between that just had to be, that they couldn't be filled. There was a ton of extra space because technology wouldn't allow you to fill it up, right? As we've advanced 
technology has made it easier, right? Transportation, there's shorter time to get between destinations, to have that communication, right? It was no longer a letter that I send in the mail. Maybe I get it once a week or every few days. Now I had digital, this email, I could be instantaneous there. Calendars, right? Obviously an advancement of time. You can now break it down to the minute, to the second. And now I can, I can live in existence where my calendar is, if I wanted to, even a full work day, you know, for an entrepreneur, a full work day, 12 hours. And I could break that into four segments an hour. So 15 minute calls. And so I could have 48 calls back to back every single day. And I would know, I would have no space to like go to the bathroom or eat anything or whatever it might be. And I've, I've lived in seasons of that, not quite 48, but I've done seasons where I'm, I'm taking 20 plus calls every single day. That is a marginless life. That is a life without space. And, and there's been a temptation to say that that's progress, right? That we, that we keep on pushing more for the sake of progress. I will give up margin. And then I'm, I find myself at a destination. I arrive to a place where I feel like I've actually achieved a cage, a demise of my own making. And so um, I've, I've made an intentional shift there to consider that space, that, that emptiness as actually the market success. So similar to financial margin, we say, well, that, the profit's what matters. Think about profit in all areas of your life. You got, you know, emotional margin, relational margin, spiritual margin, all of these dimensions of what it means to be a human and finding space and gap and, and, and measuring success by how we get to cultivate that. And so for me, what has been incredibly powerful in creating that has actually been marketing, strangely to say, but the, the experience of connecting people and I might just say like that, connecting people, but it's typically connecting people to goods or services. But I've realized that on the other side of those goods and services is also people. So connecting people with other people who provide goods and services, that's what marketing does. And when you have goods and services that actually create more margin in people's lives, how fun is that? That I could actually be paid to solve a meaningful problem that betters the world on a person by person level. And so that's for me what margin means. And then also like how the marketing pieces played into that. I think you um, also asked about the, the goal, the destination um, and where we're going right now. So right now, what does that look like for us? We've now built up to the point where we've got a portfolio. It's weird to say this, but we do have a portfolio of companies. We've, we have um, some companies wholly owned, some companies that we have a minority share in. And I've just recently realized a clear articulation of where we're going is we are, I don't know why I'm hesitant to say this. This is the first time I've ever like articulated this. But if I were to like pace it out, I think what we're doing here could sell for tens of millions of dollars. And you know why I'm hesitant? I'm hesitant because other people have popularized this. So I feel like I'm copying other folks, which I didn't realize it until literally in this moment. It's on the show if you're hearing this. So you, um, you, you're but, feeling almost like it's an imposter syndrome. Oh, you I, saying it, but... I'm not just feeling the imposter syndrome. I realized, I, I came up with this number thinking when I was saying it, I was just thinking like, this is the number. But the number in my mind was $100 million. And I'm like, well, that's been popularized. So now it's like, you know, I'm, I'm piggybacking on that sort of thing. But uh, I'll be fair. Other folks that are doing 100 million, they're doing billions of dollars. I'm not building a billion dollar portfolio. That's not, I'm not pursuing uh, to be a billionaire. What I'm trying to do and what reality, it's not even about me trying to do it is I, I believe we are building something that will, there's a high likelihood of a cash event right? These like, like we sell, we have been a built to sell and everything we've done, it's been a built to sell. And then realistically, when I distilled the numbers, I was like, man, we're looking at like 
a hundred million dollar portfolio. That's that is for me a win, but it's it's not just that. It's I want to do that while empowering the people around me to win in business and be famous in their own home. And so for for me, the the how I do what I do is sometimes more significant than what I'm doing. So what are we doing? We are a portfolio companies that will, uh, in in the next, if I put a timeline on it, I'd say in the next three years, will achieve a $100 million valuation. So that's where we're at. That's the trajectory that we're on. But almost more meaningful for me is that we're doing it in a way where the, for our team and for our customers, they feel like they can win professionally and they can be famous in their own homes. They don't feel like they're sacrificing the things that matter most to them. They feel like they're doing it. We're growing in a way while increasing margin in all areas of our life. And so this is this is kind of what it means for me in terms of like the profit more, work less. That profit is in every area of my life. I want to continue to, to see that growing. And the work less is as we continue to do the things that we love to do that I would do in my own hobby. Like as a hobby, if I can monetize the things that I love doing, I feel each day that I'm, I'm, I, I don't feel like it's work. Right, I'm achieving, I'm solving problems, but I'm doing it in a way that it's fun, it's meaningful. And so the same thing for our team. The things that to me feel like they're friction, that they're work, I say that's a, call it a deficit, a weakness, an opportunity for somebody else. And so we end up having a big team of folks who don't feel like what they do on a day-by-day basis is work. And their experience of doing incredible things, solving meaningful problems is one where they feel like they're profiting more and more and more and more and not just monetarily like in all areas, emotionally, spiritually, physically, finding space for them so they don't feel like they're sacrificing the, the most important things to arrive at a destination that was you know, ultimately a trap. That's amazingly important. And I, and I love the vision that you have and that where you are now in your journey and what's coming next. How did you get here, right? I mean, how did you get to this vision? Because I know you're at a point now where your vision is really clear of what you want to achieve. Um, but you know, you didn't always start that way. So what was kind of the, the journey from, uh, you know, starting as a beginning, just getting started as a business owner into getting this vision? I've said it before. I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur when I started. I started as a freelancer. That's what I called myself. I was a freelancer. I had some skills that I had acquired from genuinely like middle school. I started programming in middle school and, uh, you know, grew a, a love of computers and technology. And so found myself as a little bit more of like this weird hybrid of, Pretty, pretty high technical, but then also had like a high visionary in the sense of I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I, I love people. I, I enjoy people. And I, and I, but I have a, a big vision for what I think is possible. And um, it wasn't until years later where I realized at the heart of that is I will take personal and professional risks to see that dream become a reality. And so that intersection of having, you know, a good amount of skills. Uh, a big vision for what could be, and then a willingness to take personal and professional risks to see that happen is 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 what catalyzed me into entrepreneurship. But started as a freelancer, building a small team, a small agency, and um, found myself at a point where we were doing uh, felt like a significant amount of business and, and solving problems, but it was all so tied to me. <laughs> uh, client satisfaction dramatically affected my days, and um, the other significant event was that I. I was, uh, my wife became pregnant. We were planning to have kids and the, and the role of father for me was a heavy one of expectation. And then, um, well, it just continued to be a very meaningful thing for me. I, so that almost forced you to shift from the, like being okay with filling your calendar, being okay with being busy, like m- the importance of margin shifted for you. 
It totally did. And even, and it was just this evolution. So we went from, we were very much so just product people. We didn't do marketing. We act, a lot of businesses this way. They're not intentional about marketing. They're accidental. They've got a good service. People tell them about it. They're like, I'm just referral based. And that's fine. That's okay. Like having a good business is a hard part of the business. Like you have to do that. But what, what I found is that when I got good at marketing, now I could grow the business, the good business and f- have this experience where I could profit more and work less, where I had space. I had financial space truly in the business to empower other people to do the thing that they loved the most, right? And so if, if you had a strong, that strong marketing engine gave us, frankly, the cash flow to buy back the time and space of things that I really did not enjoy. And what we realized is it created this incredible experience where everyone was operating in their gifts and their strengths, feeling like this was not hard to do. They loved it. They were doing the things they loved to do. And uh, it, the whole journey became more enjoyable. But uh, having a having a kid, having my son, and now we got two kids, that was the thing that like really put front and center, how do I protect my time? And what do I do with my time? And so change now, like to think of what we're doing and, and leading the company the size that we are. We're pushing 100 team member, pushing 100 folks. And I block off every day uh, for the significant chunk of the day, I'm unavailable because I'm available to my, to my kids and my family. And so that experience and feeling like, for me, my kids are oldest child is two. This is a habit and a discipline that I appreciate that I've cultivated from the start and yeah. I plan to continue. And so that, um, that came from a, a clear, you know, awareness of what we want to do here. But it, it, really um, great. it was an accidental, like so many folks feel like they can't, they have to compromise. And I just had this clear vision of uh, these are things I'm not going to compromise and it's going to change how I build what we're building. Um, and then I think the preoccupation to being good at marketing allowed us the opportunity to to grow in this way. That's huge. I want to, in the spirit of documentation and right, starting to document the journey a little bit more, zoom back. What was that first thing you did where you, like what was the first marketing campaign or first marketing initiative you did where you shifted from word of mouth and just being visible or like showing up to marketing? Yeah, there was a, a company called Thumbtack um, back in the day. And they had this structure where you could pay to be one of, I think, a handful of providers. So we were just doing websites and they had, in a sense, kind of hacked organic positioning. They did some stuff that turned out to be like not allowed, but they like, they they incentivized us to create backlinks on our website. They said like, hey, if you copy and paste this thing, create this backlink on your website, you get a boosted profile. They got thousands of people to do this. And so they like overnight dominate organically and it, it, you know, because they subsidized it, they kind of got a little bit of a kickback later on. We didn't know. But in the season, I put that on there and quickly I was getting every day these leads. Now, the range of services that they were like attracting folks to, it could have been everything from teach me piano lessons to build me a website. Well, on the build me a website side, we were going after folks that had, let's say $5,000 minimum budget. They were still, their structure of, of charging for leads was assuming kind of like it was, it was level across the playing field. What they charged to someone who was getting a dog walking gig or piano teaching gig was the same thing they were t- teaching, charging me. But so I, the first time ever where I was like, man, I will spend, you know, I will spend, I remember the most I could set my budget to was $1,000 a month. It might've been a week, but I think it was a month. It was either $1,000 a week, $1,000 a month was the most that I could spend with them. But I had unlocked this thing where I realized, man, here was predictable leverage of getting people to know we even exist. Because for a lot of folks, people are looking for what you provide. And they just don't even know you're not even a contender. And I found, wow, I could predictably position myself as a contender. I had 20% chance, one in five. 
And then I realized if we focus on some other things that help the decision-making process that we are attractive in that marketing place, we had a higher likelihood. And so it came to the point where I knew I would put $50 in and I would get $5,000 out. 100x return was what I was playing with. And um, that was th- this is the heart of marketing, right? Connecting people to other people that have goods or services that they provide. In that connection, awareness is the first stumbling block, is that people haven't found a way to predictably show up. Half the game is just showing up. And um, paid media, paid advertising has you know popularized in this world because it, it is the most turnkey way to say, I can pay you dollars, exchange dollars, allowing me to show up guaranteed. It's not guaranteed you're going to win, but it's guaranteed that you're showing up. You have an opportunity to build awareness, right? It begins, it's the beginning of that process. And it, it's, uh, it, it's accelerated it, it, because now of ads and things like that. And there's always existing parades like what Thumbtack was for you, right? That, that opportunity may not exist in the same way, but there's always those new parades, new opportunities coming. As we kind of come to the end of this first episode, what, what would you say you really want people to get from this show as we continue on? Why should they subscribe? Why should they connect here? Yeah, if you're considering connecting or staying around or listening to this, what I hope is that some of the things that we've learned, I've taken a a lot of time and energy to try and make it portable and memorable. I I realize that if you can't remember what I'm saying right now, it's never going to turn into action. Um, So we've done a a lot of stuff. We've experimented in a lot of ways. And, and, and I, I will continue to show people exactly what, what has worked, what are we doing, but also like what's not working. But I will spend all of my time and energy. And I think it's just also a, a consequence of doing this for, you know, it's been over 10 years of doing this. I think I've gotten good at taking otherwise complex things and making them portable and memorable. So as you, as you stay around, as we talk about, you know, different concepts of, of marketing and interview folks and um, kind of break down what are ways that you can predictably grow in a healthy way? I am mostly concerned about delivering this in a way that when you are in the trenches and you're doing it, it comes top of mind. So if, if you would be willing to subscribe, to stay around, if you're considering it, you know, listen to other stuff, um, I, I can almost certainly promise you will hear some Matt-isms that are designed because this is a, a skill that I've had to learn in growing to that team of 100. To multiply yourself is to take something that's otherwise complex and abstract and distill it down into something where someone can recall it and make it part of their everyday decision-making process. I love it. And so if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner or somebody who just believes in bringing margin into your life, uh, we encourage you to subscribe and share this podcast with somebody else who you believe wants to live a rich and fulfilled life. Thank you for listening to Marketing with Matt. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now.